Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey, welcome back to Live Mike. Final two segments of the day. It'll be you and me back again tomorrow at this time. Uh, before we get into this next segment, which is a conversation with Clark Apotion, chairman of the Utah Shooting Sports Council, we're going to talk about guns for a few minutes. Uh, before I get there, though, I want to give you a few uh, brief updates uh, about uh, a few things. Coronavirus, uh, there have been uh, a few updates. In fact, uh, two new cases of coronavirus have been reported in Texas, specifically in Harris County. Los Angeles County confirms four more coronaviruses. Uh, four more uh, coronavirus cases. And then uh, the saddest news and the saddest update I have to report to you is that in Washington state, an 11th person has died from the coronavirus. So many of those uh, in Washington state passing away from the same uh, nursing facility. And on that topic of nursing facilities, Rhode Island, in reaction to this and what we've seen in Washington, uh, the, the state there is poised to limit the number of people that can visit healthcare facilities and nursing homes. Uh, there are some of the nurses out in California. Uh, they're represented by a nurses union announcement uh, just 90 minutes ago that some 80 members of their union will be self-quarantining uh, themselves due to their exposure to the coronavirus. Now, I- I've just rattled off a list of things that uh, may lead you to think that there is reason to panic. Uh, or to I don't know scurry around and, and do this or that, uh, but don't you don't you don't need to and and you know you you you're smart you you and I we understand that uh, really prudence will be the victor of today and if we follow the guidance that we've received from the health officials uh, we will be uh, probably all right wash your hands uh, maybe dial down the social interactions that you might have if there are big groups maybe you find. Uh, something else to do. Anyway, that's the coronavirus update. Also want to share with you, again, this is before we chat with Clark Apotion, who's on the line now. I want to tell you something funny. Uh, earlier today, we talked about uh, replacing the Utah state flag. And I felt bad about that because I, I want to respect you know, that banner, which has represented so much good here in the state of Utah. And to, to change a symbol like that, I know is a big thing. And uh, I got pretty sarcastic about it. I feel a little bad. Uh, but <laughs> here's the Here's a pretty good text that came in. Let me read it to you. It says, The current Utah flag is like the movie Avatar. Everyone has seen it, but can you name a single character from the movie? Remember that exercise we did earlier? Uh, close your eyes for a moment. Not if you're driving, of course. Uh, close your eyes for a moment and try to picture the Utah State flag. I know there's like a there's like a lady in the middle. I think she's holding some things, and there's a date there, and it's all against a blue banner. But uh, beyond that, I, I don't know. Maybe an eagle, probably. Uh, but it's a pretty good text. The current Utah flag is like the movie Avatar. Everyone has seen it, but you can't name a single character in the movie. That's pretty good. Another one says the Utah State flag is amazing and everything it symbolizes uh, is wonderful and it's an important symbol here for the state of Utah. So uh, we'll get that view represented. Uh, Now on to a conversation I've been looking forward to with a friend of mine, Clark Apotion, joining us on the line now, chairman of the Utah Shooting Sports Council, uh, speaking to us from Utah's Capitol Hill. Sir, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. There's no no woman on the 
Utah State flag. Is that right? There are, however, there are, however, seven bees hovering around a beehive, and uh, and there's two United States flags on the Utah flag. There's not okay. So this is just illustrating how <laughs> there's not a there woman like eagle. holding a balancing scale or anything. Nope, nope. And there is a, there is an eagle. And I okay. believe it's holding three, six, six, probably six arrows. All right. Well, listen. I didn't call you. I didn't call you uh, to talk about the state flag, but uh, oh yeah, I just pulled up an image. There is no woman on the flag. That's embarrassing. Uh, what, what do you think? You'd be open to a new flag or no? Uh, you know what? No flags. No red flags this year. No new flags this year. <laughs> okay. Uh, very good. Uh, listen, I thought of you this morning as I learned of a new piece of uh, legislation uh, introduced by Representative Brooks from down in St. George, and it is essentially to uh, bring back to the forefront this idea of constitutional carry. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, first off, he started this actually in the summertime. It just barely made it out because Ledge Research, which writes all the bills and gets them numbered, has is woefully understaffed this year, and so yeah, he's been he's been actually working on this and the language in that since since this summer. So, uh, in fact, I just had a conversation with Representative Brooks. Uh, he is more committed than ever, and it's just it's unfortunate it came out so late because it would have been a good debate. Because you know the debate that consists of is comparing where we are now and where we would be with a constitutional carrier, we like to say common sense carry bill, it essentially would take the exact same people, 21 years of age or older, that can already openly carry a firearm, and in the same places they can already carry a firearm, they can't carry it in schools or universities unless they have a permit, it would allow those same people to put a jacket on. That's really it. You can already carry a fully loaded firearm without any permit whatsoever in your vehicle, you can have a technically unloaded firearm, just, you know, rack the slide and press the trigger kind of a thing, uh, open without a permit. And it, and you can do that at 18 years old. So, and this bill would restrict it to 21 and older. This this idea of uh, constitutional carry or common sense carry, as you phrased it, this is not new. I, did I lose your lead? Oh, I, you I, back? What I was saying is that this notion of constitutional carry, or as you have phrased it, uh, common sense carry, it's not new to the Utah uh, state legislature. Some years ago, uh, 2015, last uh, last I remember, uh, this conversation had happened uh, before. In fact, the Senate had passed it. The governor said he would veto it, but it ultimately never made it to the House uh, and various other reasons in the years uh, subsequent to that have led to you know this effort not making or not gaining any traction. What's the holdup and what holds this up from uh, progressing? That's a good, that's a good question. And you, you actually mentioned it. It's the uh, legislative uh, portion of government kind of uh, mixing with the executive portion, the governor, and letting the governor's veto or, or perceived veto guide the way. And so they won't even run it let alone even though they have overriding veto power if they, if they wanted it. But, yeah, 2013, uh, we passed it, uh, I think, three-fourths, if not more, maybe 84% of the House passed it and the Senate by a like margin, and the governor vetoed it. They didn't come back for a veto override, although they could have. We had the votes. For whatever reason, we didn't. But I think that's what's holding it up and has held it up is that the governor's promised veto of the, of the legislation. But remember, it is just a tiny step. It's, I mean, legislatively, it's a tiny step. Perception-wise, it's a big step.
Yeah, exactly right. And that's the important thing to remember. Uh, in, in fact, legislatively, I think this whole deal uh, is like maybe 15 words max. It's it's two lines in statute as it exists now. But what it represents is a, a fundamental uh, change from the way things uh, are now. And for you know folks who are in the headline writing business, it's a really big deal. Uh, now, listen, our time has expired, but there is a much larger conversation I want to have with you, Clark, uh, and I'm going to be broadcasting next week as the legislative session comes to end. Maybe you and I can get together. I want to talk about uh, the, the the topic and the issue area of firearms and guns has had a fascinating uh, story throughout this legislative session. There have been some efforts that have risen and fallen. There have some uh, there have been some efforts that have uh, risen and then stalled. Uh, I want to talk to you at greater length about how firearms were approached and dealt with during this uh, legislative session. Maybe you and I can get together and have that chat next week. What do you say? I look forward to it, Lee. Just come into my office anytime. All right. Very good. All righty. Uh, Clark Capotion, chairman of the Utah Shooting Sports Council, talking to me about uh, an effort to uh, bring constitutional carry here to the state of Utah. That uh, allowing pretty much everyone over the age of 21, otherwise legally able to possess a firearm, to carry it in a concealed fashion. Before I go, let me invite you to download the KSL News Radio app powered by Any Hour Services on there going to be able to of course listen to this program you can see via the cameras what's going on here in the studio and uh, click and learn from the great work done by the other reporters here at ksl news radio up next we're talking about class action lawsuits no no no. i swear it'll be interesting that's ahead here on live mike i'm lee lonsberry and this is ksl news radio